Okay, Mufti Yusuf Musaji joins us on the program now. Mufti Sapa, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We hope you're doing well. Alhamdulillah, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm doing very well on this uh, Tuesday morning. Allah, Rabbul Izzah, keep everyone in good spirits, with afiyat. Allah, grant everyone good health and grant everyone uh, the, the longing and the yearning for the month of Ramadan. I mean, I mean, most certainly there's, there's some really uh, interesting and very, very, very inspirational days that are coming uh, our way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us alive till then and allow us to witness it with goodness, with afiyat, and we can spend it. One is to witness it, one is to be there when it comes, but one is to spend it in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us. Muftisab, we're going to start off with the very first, uh, with the first segment of our program for today, and that is all about starting a small business, either with little money or maybe with, uh, with, 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 with no money at all. How do you go about doing so? So the first question, Muftisab, is it possible to start a business if you don't have a huge capital? Yeah, it sounds crazy to think that you're going to start a business mm. without the capital. There may be been many who have been itching to small business, start a business, and so what's holding you back? You may think that I don't have that healthy injection of capital that is needed. Mm. But that may not necessarily be the case. So there's the uh, founder of Pop-Up Business School, Simon Payne. And Simon said that you can easily start a business with no money. When, you stand, when you're starting, good enough is good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. Perfection will kill your business before you start because perfection costs money and you don't uh, need to spend money to get going. Uh, there's an interesting concept that is termed as bootstrapping. Now, bootstrapping is a term used in business to refer to the process of using only the existing resources such as your personal savings, personal computing equipment, garage space, and to start a business and to start growing the business from there. So bootstrapping is a great way to build a business. And according to this uh, you know, founder, Simon Payne, he said that the bootstrap business is the one most likely to survive. And why is that the case? Because you've built your entrepreneurial muscle by figuring out how to start for free. And you've engaged yourself in your own business and this process is critical. So, you know, this is important. So once you've ironed out everything you need to get started, permits, license, registering your business name, opening a business account, creating a basic website, business cards, then bootstrap what you can and outsource the rest. So this concept of bootstrapping is a very interesting one and it's something that we should be aware of. Okay, Jazakallah for that, Mufti Sab. Now, uh, you know, the, 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 the big question, you want to start, you want to start a small business, you maybe got very little money, no money, it's not enough, it doesn't look like it's enough. Where do you start? Yes, what would you would be a good business, uh, a small business to start, you know, perhaps in what direction or where do you start? Uh, so, interesting thing that you need to ask yourself is, what are my skills that I possess? What am I most experienced in? What knowledge or insight could I share that someone would be willing to pay good money for? Or uh, who is there who needs my help? Uh, so there's no right or wrong small business, just like there's no guarantee that some will succeed more than others. There are many that uh, have had incredible products, but they failed because they didn't know how to market themselves. There, be, there are those who have what we could say pretty average products, but they do exceptionally well because the founders knew how to connect with the prospective clients and deliver a one-of-a-kind experience. 
and the founder of the company called Chanti, uh, Dmitry Okanyov, uh, said that, you know, the best way to start a small business with a small budget is to start with a problem that someone else is having and to solve that problem rather than coming up with something new. Mm. Uh, that way you already have your target audience right in front of you mm. and you can make your first sale immediately. So instead of spending a fortune on marketing, so what you need to do is grab a pen and paper and jot down your skills, your experience, what you really enjoy working on, your who are your ideal customers. Use this as a starting point to figure out what business you want to be in. Okay, that's interesting. An interesting starting point and how to get to that starting point. Really amazing. And, you know, you use somebody else's maybe fault, maybe mistake, maybe error, experience, and you build up from there. So that is the starting point. Muftisab, what next? What after that? Okay, so then the next thing, and uh, this is an interesting thing that's from the founder of Mini Meal Times, that talk, talk, talk to potential customers. Do not spend a penny before you do this. You know, conversations lead to conversations. Mm. Conversations allow you to get an inside perspective or get inside the heads of others to discover what they're struggling with and how to devise a solution tailored to their needs. And so often, you know, as business owners, we think we know our target market. We think we know what they want, where they consume media, what messages would drive them to buy your products or services. And we couldn't be more wrong. You know, there are many entrepreneurs and small business owners who invested thousands of rands into getting their company off the ground only to realize six months down the line that it's all wrong. The business name, their offerings, their pricing, all the, that money spent and wasted simply because they didn't do their homework. So by talking to people, you build relations and you get valuable feedback. So listen to what people are saying. Uh, listen to how they are saying it. They are literally gift wrapping your content strategy, and mm. you already know uh, what they googling, so you can create uh, you know your uh, your video or your article that talks directly to them. So this is on the ground market research that will always show whom you enjoy dealing with, where they're based, what their daily routines look like, what their pain points are, if they have an appetite for what you're selling, uh, what are they prepared to pay for it. Then you go, then you need to figure out, you know, who are your competitors, what they're doing that you can do better, how you're going to differentiate yourself. And the experience to deliver uh, is your unique differentiator. So do it right. And not only will you win your first customer, but you'll give them an experience that will keep them coming back for a lifetime. Yeah, most certainly. And that is exactly what you want. They need to come back. Um, now, here's an interesting question, Muftisab. How can one use relationships to their advantage. Yes, you know, we need to leverage relationships and networking is a lifesaver for a small business owner. Building a circle of people who have experience in starting and growing companies is essential uh, to your success. Uh, they can be three or four steps ahead of you for these people that you can learn from and you can bounce your ideas off them. Uh, they've been where you are they know what it takes to start a small business. The experience won't be the same, but that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, the CEO of the marketing optimist, Richard Michi, said that when I began, I sat at home and tried to learn how to run a business. It didn't work. So I joined the entrepreneurial spark and then the NatWest Business Accelerator. 
and says that I was able to share my triumphs and disasters with others who are facing similar struggles. By sharing and listening, I became more resilient to the ups and downs of running a business, and I was able to build an even bigger network of valuable connections, which helped grow the business massively. So the benefits of leveraging your entrepreneurial network is that you find your leads to pursue, you know, you're able to build your confidence and alleviate your fears. Uh, there's easy access to free advice and support. It helps with goal setting and goal and holding yourself accountable. So, you know, you, what you need to do is just take a moment to scroll through your phone contacts, your email database, note whom can you reach out to. These are the people you can leverage to grow your network and find new business opportunities. Yeah, that's really interesting. You you, you have connections, you have relationships. Um, why let it just sit and do nothing when it can work to your advantage? Now, how do you ensure that you don't miss out important aspects or, you know, important things in starting this business? Yes, uh, you know, you, what, what you've now figured out to some level what you want to do and where do you go from there. There are, you know, you, you know what you're good at, uh, whom you want to work with, what the, are their pain points, uh, what you're going to be selling. The next thing you need to do is to start off by making a list, a checklist of everything you need to start your business. And sometimes, you know, you don't know what should be on the checklist. You can even Google it. Uh, or you can reach out to your business network for advice on what to include on this list and whom to contact to assist you in getting things done. You know, whether it is lawyers, accountants, uh, whatever it is, uh, there'll be people that you may have that you could reach out to. So make this checklist, uh, make a list of everything you need to get going. And uh, Simon Payne suggests that going through your list of uh, what you need to start your business and see you can, you know, you, what you can get for free, what you can borrow, what you can barter for, sell something to get some cash, uh, sell your value before you create it. And you absolutely can start a business with no money by following these points. Yeah, so, you know, that, that, is, that is the highlight what we're saying. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have troves of cash stashed away in order to start a business. You can have very little resources, very little money, no money, and you can uh, you can start off the business. You just need to be creative with your mind. You just need to be able to look out for the right deals, and uh, things can work for you. Now, uh, how important is spending as far as this is concerned, Muftsab? Yeah, it all comes down to that, that when you're starting a small business as a side hustle, uh, you're investing your life savings into launching it, you need to be very careful about what you spend your money on. Mm. So, you know, keep it lean. Uh, spend as little as possible. Work hard and focus on the main goal of developing a quality, uh, what is termed as an MVP, a minimum uh, viable product to take to the market for testing or selling. Uh, at the initial stage, you know, don't pull a salary. Throughout the first six months of your business, uh, you know, the founders took no salary to give uh, the business the best chance. Uh, that is what we find, you know, through experience to get the business off the ground and to gain traction. So if you don't need to pull a salary, then don't pull a salary at that point. Uh, that is um, an, uh, some consideration. Also, if you can work from a house, 
there are no business rates to pay, no rental services to charge. Plus, you can write off a percentage of your costs when tax season rolls around. And uh, uh, the thing is that uh, barter your services. Do you have any skills, extra time, products or services you could swap? Maybe you are a copywriter and you need a designer to create your logo and business cards. Barter your skills for assistance. You could offer to produce their content or recommend their services to an ideal uh, client. So maybe you're opening a copy shop and you need help with licensing. You could swap unlimited free cappuccinos for the assistant inquiring uh, and handling the matter. So partnering is a great way to achieve a lot without assent. And um, the important thing is that to think of how can you cut costs? How can you barter your services? Go back to your list and add information, add possible ways in which you can do this to cut your costs. Okay, Jazakallah for that, Mufti Zab. Really, really interesting. If you're spending too much, you, you, you know, you're starting off a business, you don't have money, but you're spending so much, how then do you expect to actually start off the business? Uh, it's not going to work for you. So you have to curb and you have to control uh, the amount that you're spending. Whether it's, uh, you know, if you, as Mufti Zab said, if you can try not even to take a salary for yourself initially, obviously afterwards Allah will give you barakat and things will change. But initially, you've got to be very, very, very spendthrifty. Uh, any other important aspects that Mustazab can highlight as far as this is concerned? Yes, a few more points. You know, number one here is that think about how you want to position yourself. So don't be afraid to go after a premium client. In business, profit comes from the way you market yourself and position, determines how much you earn. It allows you to attract a high-quality customer. So let me give you an example. If you're a professional, uh, you know, in terms of a lawyer or uh, in terms of an artist or whatever it is, Position yourself in a place where your customers will treat you as such and pay you accordingly. And you'll work long, hard hours if you don't, and you'll earn small money. If you position yourself as a professional person, you'll attract a very different clientele uh, and get paid accordingly. Also focus your energy strategically. Uh, you know, while business owners wear many hats at some time point, uh, you may have to be realistic about what, where you should be investing your time and your energy in the early days of starting a company, it's normal to do everything on your own. Uh, it's normal to work crazy hours and, you know, never get out. But this isn't healthy for you and it's not healthy for your business. Uh, a study by Small Business Trends found that 78% of small business owners uh, report experiencing burnout in the first two years of running the company. And if you're too tired, stressed and sick to work, you're not going to make any money. That's why, uh, you know, you need to... Uh, master one thing before moving to the next, and that could be one niche, one social media platform, or the first three modules of an online course, whatever it is. But when you're doing too much, nothing gets done. And uh, that is important to consider that, uh, you know, know where to focus your energy. That is important. Ask yourself, what is critical to my success? What do I need to, to do now to guarantee growth over the next six months? And once you've got this up and running, then move to the next project. And uh, also, while we talk about, you know, uh, being spendthrift and controlling how you spend your source, the resources, at some point you also need to ask yourself, uh, you know, uh, whatever can be outsourced at some point, uh, then you should outsource that. And um, that is something that uh, will help you in the long run, that outsource whatever you have, uh, limited knowledge or isn't good use to your time, uh, sometimes you feel that your business can't afford it. You'll just do it yourself. But most of the time, 
you know, you can't afford not to. Uh, if you're clueless about accounting, uh, then you need to outsource it. Mm. If you know nothing about web development, uh, then you need to outsource it. Otherwise, that aspect of the business will really suffer. Mm. So there are countless, you know, freelance websites where you can find talented professionals willing to take a fixed price for fixed outcome. So the bottom line is that, you know, some of the most successful businesses started as the, the word that we refer to as bootstrap businesses at home, from coffee shops and even uh, college dorms. And they've launched with a product or service that was good enough. Uh, they spent maybe just a thousand bucks or a hundred dollars on a website template, a name, and that is where it started. And they regularly engage with their market to uncover where improvements could be, what worked and what did not work. And they set goals uh, and, uh, you know, they uh, perhaps, you know, tapped into their resources that were at uh, their disposal. And that is how they built their business with little or no money. And for that, we need to consider these things. And I think, you know, this could offer us some sort of inspiration that if we want to make that move towards starting a business, even if we don't have what we think about that huge investment or that huge cash injection, we can, there are ways in which we can work around that.